Blog Talk Radio. It's been a long road. Hold on, I almost got it. It's a new one. Here we go. Ooh, it doesn't want to play. Here it goes. about that. I had a new um, version of this, and obviously it's um, Blog Talk Radio is not ready for it. So anybody knows, everybody knows my theme song anyway. This is Dr. Jess Armine coming to you from the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine here in southeastern Pennsylvania, and welcome back. It is the end of March. Happy spring to everybody. The solstice, is this the um, winter solstice? No, it's not the winter solstice. It's the uh, vernal equinox. Okay, very cl- very cool, very very close to the vernal equinox. Okay, and the days will start getting longer and longer and longer. I should know because my roses are beginning to, you know, bloom out already. Uh, anyway, we have a really great guest tonight. Um, something that's been very very different. <clears throat> a new road of healing that uh, has been, um, you know, around, but no one really knew about it. So uh, when I ran into her. I was very, very, very impressed not only with uh, her training, but with her as an individual, and I'd like to introduce her at this time. Reggie Manning has a BA in psychology from the University of Albany, a master's in social work from Yeshiva University, and parent coaching certifications from Parent Coaching Institute in collaboration with Seattle Pacific University. She's worked as a psychotherapist since 1994 and is a coach with specialty in life, wellness, and parenting for the past six years. Uh, Reggie's been married for 20 years and is the mother of two teenagers. Uh, God bless you. She lives with with Lyme disease and is familiar with the struggles and challenges of living your best life with a chronic illness. Now you know why she's on the show. About seven years ago, she began to feel a shift in her clients' needs and uh, was working with several parents that were eager to make changes in their lives and were looking for support, guidance, and accountability. Her work uh, moved away from traditional insight-oriented psychotherapy towards a collaborative relationship that emphasized the idea that one could create and live the life of their dreams. <clears throat> After her training with the PCI, her practice evolved and was redirected to folk, redirected her focus from psychotherapy to coaching. And um, this is why she's here tonight, because we all know what certified health coaches do, okay? We know what psychotherapists do. But we don't know what a life coach does. I mistakenly advertised it as a psychological coach, but guess what? I was corrected, and what we were really talking about is life coaching. And um, I I suspect this is going to be a very interesting interview. Uh, Reggie, take it away. Say hi to everybody. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. It is our honor. It's an honor for me to be here. So I, I think we should start with, just explaining maybe what coaching is. Does sure. that sound like a good place to start? Terrific. Um, Sounds good to so, me. 
coaching is a great way to tackle something you want to get done in your life that you haven't been able to accomplish. I think it's a great way to create the life that you that you want. I see myself as as a guide. My job is to support my clients to empower themselves. So that's what I do. And um, I work with my my clients. There's a great synergy in a coaching relationship that's incredibly powerful. I work weekly one-on-one on phone sessions, which has enabled me to work with people all over the U.S. and internationally. And it's all about um, figuring out what may be making you feel stuck so you're not moving your life forward and covering the things that um, are working in your life now, what has worked in the past that you want to bring forward into your future, and coming up with a strategy to achieve your goals. My job, I feel like, is not only being a really active listener, but asking the right questions, because I'm sure you've noticed in your life that how you ask a question will really dictate and chart the course of the conversation. And so for me, it's about asking key questions that are going to invite my my clients and the people that I work with to start thinking about life in a way that maybe redirects them and kind of gets them unstuck, gets them away from limited thinking so that they can move forward in their lives. Is that helpful? Yeah, that's beyond helpful. Well, I guess the the, uh, the question would be, um, <clears throat> since you have experience in both areas, I really don't know, what is the difference between, and you wrote it right here, um, traditional insight-oriented psychotherapy versus the collaborative relationship that is you, that is called coaching? Well, there's many types of therapy, but when when people think of therapy, when the people say therapy, what's the difference between therapy and coaching? You're right. They're usually thinking of once a week insight-oriented psychotherapy where the therapist is um, often saying, how do you feel about that? It's usually an extended period of time, often years, and the therapist is really supposed to be a blank slate where the client can project their thoughts and feelings, which is called transference, onto the therapist. And then it's about uncovering and understanding current or past conflicts and resolving them. So it's a long process. Coaching, on the other hand, is really goal-oriented, and it's a, a supportive change process. So it's it's different in that when you go into therapy, you're not necessarily going in because um, you want to work on communication with your kids. That may happen in therapy, but it's not the goal of the therapy. In, as a therapist, I, I felt like I really wasn't a big presence in the room. I was a very active listener, but as a coach, I will often share with my clients what might have worked with someone else I've worked with to see if it resonates with them. And there's a positive feeling from coaching that happens from the very first session, and there's momentum in coaching. It's a lot quicker, and the art of coaching is a lot quicker than long-term inside-oriented psychotherapy. So... Well, you I, I guess we can go a couple different ways. 
Okay. Um, one, uh, I think people really would like to hear your story and why you made the changes you made and um, how chronic illness affected you. But also within that, um, I think people want to know, um, first of all, why you made that change from therapy to coaching. I, I kind of think I know the answer, but uh, I think it, I'd like you to speak it out loud. Uh, the um, the other thing we can also talk about, however you'd like to, to whatever direction you'd like going, uh, is um, when does somebody know within, in their own therapy that they're doing when to change to coaching? When is it more efficacious to change to coaching rather than continue psychotherapy, which is, of course, uh, different from coaching and also, um, I'm sure, much more expensive? It, it is. Well, why don't we start with my my story? I'd be happy to Good. share that. So um, I'm 52 years old, and about seven um, or eight years ago, I started to have some health issues that uh, no one was really sure what they were about. Uh, it started off with what was ultimately diagnosed as a thyroid problem, and then I had a heavy metal issue. And about um, almost two years ago, I was diagnosed with Lyme. And when I was seeking out practitioners, uh, trying to find someone to work with, most often I would hear that, hey, you're getting older, you're not 25 anymore, you're not going to feel as well as you used to. But there was something that my really? intuition where, told where me did that, you leave the bo- yeah. Where did you leave the body? Exactly. When somebody so said something that. that <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's how I felt. Actually, I wasn't getting angry. I was crying, you know, when I left that office to be perfectly honest because it was so devastating to hear someone that was so supposedly so renowned say, you know, this is how it's going to be. But in my heart, I knew that that just couldn't be possible because I was 45, my husband was 50, and he was training for a triathlon. And so how could it be that he was doing all these things and I was finding it so difficult to get out of bed in the morning? So that was really, really tough. And, you know, finding practitioners like yourself, are just far and few between someone who really wants to treat the cause and not the symptom is uh, just very unusual to, to find. So I went through that, and and I want to say, by the way, that when I turned 50, I walked the Camino de Santiago, which is a almost 500-mile uh, pilgrimage from France through the Pyrenees to Spain. And so I want to tell your listeners that even very with chronic cool. illness, you can still live your life and find meaning and um, be fulfilled and do, you know, take adventures and do cool things. So one of the core principles of my coaching practice and of of appreciative inquiry, which is the model that my coaching is based on, is that what you focus on becomes your reality. And so when I started to get sick and started to put my energies into research and healing and um and take that journey, I started to get more and more clients with chronic illness. And I really can understand what they're going through. I understand, you know, sleep, good nutrition, meditation, advocating for yourself, turning disappointments uh, into learning opportunities, and the importance of being gentle with yourself. I, I get it because I live it. And I really believe that um, you can thrive even with a chronic illness. So that's a little bit of my, you know, of my story. Um, 
as far as, you know, when someone um, should know, I think um, it'd be helpful to tell you about some of the people that I work with and why they come into coaching, and that might resonate with some of your listeners. Okay. So I often work with people who are coming into to coaching because something feels out of balance. They may not be experiencing as much joy in their lives as they used to or as they want to experience. They want to decrease stress. Um, they're looking for a different career or they're becoming an empty nester and want to figure out what to do in that next chapter of their life. And oftentimes, um, you know, you can't do it on your own. You're looking for that support. And so, and we live in a time where we're not, um, I've moved several times all around the country and I know what it's like to start over and to create a support system. So when you work with a coach, that becomes your support system. They're championing your successes, processing with you what might be getting in your way, your obstacles or roadblocks. So I've worked with people who have, um, are becoming new parents or people who have kids and want to parent with intention or manage media with their children. Um, I think anyone can can come into a coaching relationship at the, and have a goal in mind or might not even know what their goal is. Sometimes someone might come in and they just know something's missing or that their life is so stressful and that's something you could speak to a little bit about and it's affecting their physical health because we all know that when we're stressed, if we have a chronic illness, we experience flares and it just our stress exacerbates our physical illness. And when we're feeling peaceful and balanced and uh, there's a sense of well-being in our lives, then we don't have that type of flare. You could go for long periods of time without having flares. So those are the types of things that I see. And sometimes there are multiple goals. Uh, you know, I work, just recently worked with... A, a gentleman who came to coaching because he was making a life transition of selling his family home that he had lived in his whole married life, and he had three 20-something kids living in the house. So he wanted to move out and also help his kids move out and become independent without damaging his relationships with his kids. So through our work together, he was able to decrease his stress you know, moving is a very stressful stressful thing to do. Work on his communication skills with his kids. Work on his self-care, taking care of himself, making sure that he did what he needed to do so that he can have his best coping skills and setting boundaries. So often someone might come in with one thing and it leads to another, and those are all part of the coaching process and things that we, we work on. You mentioned um, <clears throat> the effect mm-hmm. of stress on the on the physical body. Uh, if everybody remembers that a lot of people have been following my podcast, if you go to the podcast on the cell danger response, <clears throat> and um, there is a um, panel in there that shows you that the things that can injure a cell are um, toxins, microbes, and psych- and psychology, uh, the stressors. Okay, and they have the equal effect cells damage-wise. So a lot of our traditional medical people have kind of poo-pooed or pushed away the 
importance of stress and managing stress. Okay, and um, <clears throat> at the last ShyCon uh, 2015 uh, conference uh, given by Dr. Ben Lynch, uh, one of the major learning points was that stressors have a major <clears throat> contribution to your overall health. Uh, one of my um, younger patients gave me a tagline for my um, for my um, for my business card, <clears throat> and she said, "This is what you should say: reduce stress, fix the cells, fix the gut, kill the bugs." And don't you know <laughs> she had it perfect? She had it absolutely perfect. Because if you don't do all those things, nobody will get better. Yeah, that's it's so true, and um, and I think that so many people don't know that, and they end up going to doctors that are just treating the symptoms as opposed to those you know core issues that I think you should put on your business card. So you asked you know me to elaborate about how I switched from or redirected my practice from therapy to to coaching and he spoke about it a little about me working with people who came in for therapy but really wanted to work on specific issues and at the time it was it was a few um, moms and dads who had come in to talk with me and they were very clear that they although it was great talking about their past and how they grew up and all those things they really wanted some help and guidance and support in in fixing concrete issues in their lives. And I enjoyed doing it. It was, you know, therapy is time-consuming and it's expensive. And I, for me, I felt like I was just moving away from personally from that model. And I was, you know, getting a lot of personal satisfaction working with these people, and that's what led me to explore a coaching certification. Now, emotional issues can come up in coaching um, because you're learning about yourself and you're growing emotionally. And I definitely integrate elements of therapy into my coaching when it's helpful. And I think therapy can be very helpful. But there, there's something really terrific about working with someone and you feel like they are moving towards their goals and creating the life that they really want to live. And it's, you know, exciting for them. It's exciting for me. And I really enjoy that work. So that is really why I, I switched from more from a therapeutic practice to a to a coaching practice. And that's and like I said before, you know, what you put your attention on grows and that's really where my practice has has grown. Wonderful. Wonderful. What type of coaching do you exactly practice? I practice um some some people call it appreciative coaching, but it's based on um, appreciative inquiry that was developed by a gentleman named David Cooper Ryder. And, you know, a traditional, um, a traditional change process focuses on the problem. And if what we focus on grows, then when you focus on the problem, you end up getting more problems to focus on. What AI or appreciative inquiry does is it focuses on the positive. And it starts from the very first coaching session and how you ask a question. So when someone comes to me and I'm listening to what's bringing them to coaching, one of the first things that I ask someone is, what's working in their lives right now? And that sometimes is a very unsettling question for someone who wants to talk about their mm -hmm. problems. But people Absolutely. are willing to <laughs> exactly are willing to make 
that shift. And amazing things happen when you do that. And I'll give you an example. I was working with a woman who felt like um, she was yelling a lot when she was parenting her kids. She just wasn't, she felt like she wasn't her best self as a parent. And so when we first started working together in our first session, she was telling me all about what was going on with her parenting. And she was especially focusing on her son and the challenges she was having with him. I asked her if she would be open to talking about what she appreciated about her son. And there was like silence. She said, and she said to me, wow, I really never thought about that. So I said, okay, let's take a moment and and think about it. Let's talk about what you appreciate about him. And asking that question and making that shift changed everything. It changed the tone of her voice. It changed how she was thinking about her family and especially that son. And it was really, it's just, it's inspiring to see that by asking those positive questions and for looking looking at what's working and what strengths people bring in their lives, how they can, how we can leverage, work together and leverage that to create the future that they want. And I see that time and time again in my practice. I worked with a woman who came in to work on relationship uh, issues, especially with her husband. And um, it was very funny because I asked her to, if she, you know, I invited her to work on a gratitude list regarding her husband. And, you know, some people that I work with like to do, you know, homework. Other people don't like to do that. And whatever they like to do, I will work with them in that way. But she was the type of person that wanted to, you know, have assignments in between our work together. So her assignment when I brought it up to her was to make a list at the end of the night of at least three things that she appreciated about her husband. And she was laughing because she said, you know, I'm going to have the same expletive things on that list every day. And one of the things that she came in to talk about was that, you know, now that I know, right, now that they were empty nesters, she was really upset that she felt like he didn't spend enough time with her and his focus was not on her and he spent a lot of time in the garden. So she started to do this list. And, you know, before a week or two passed, that list was getting longer and longer. And don't you know, by the end of our coaching together, gardening was on, his gardening was on that list because she started to see the gardening as a way that he grew delicious vegetables for her to cook with and mm-hmm. a, a place where they can have a glass of wine at the end of the evening. So it completely turned things around just by making that shift of, you know, what do you appreciate about this situation? What do you appreciate about your husband? So that's really the coaching, you know, the, my model of coaching. So when someone works with me, I, we go through like a discovery phase where we're trying to uncover, like I said, things that are working now, things that have worked in the past, what enlivens them, what really, um, you know, makes them happy and full of joy. And then from there we'll start to, you know, what I call dream big, what what their goals are, how do they you know, how do they see themselves in the world or how they would like to see themselves in the world. And from there we start to pick out things in that in that dream, which some people, you know, write a dream statement or a mission statement and we start to plot a course to achieve those 
and I I actually grabbed some uh, dream statements because I think they're really some of them are so beautiful. So I have two for you that I'll read. One um, says, "I'm a self-confident person who is able to draw the strength and encouragement I need from within myself." That inner strength yields a positive influence on those around me, and relationships are developed in things. I am living a balanced life, mind, body, and spirit. I, and these are that's a, a dream statement that one of my client wrote, wrote, which I think is so touching. And so when someone develops a mission statement or a dream statement like that, we, we talk about what resonates with them the most and what do they want to work on. And from there we plot a course. Um, and step by step, we start to to bring that into into their lives. I have another one I'd like to share um, with you, and it it goes like this: I have children who are intrinsically happy, comfortable wherever in the world they go, compassionate in multiple ways, confident and flexible. My children believe that they can pursue their dreams, and their dreams are possible. We are a connected family with a strong foundation that grounds us. Each one of us stands with strength as individuals and even stronger as a family unit. We have mutual respect for each other's dreams and desires. We incorporate fun into our lives. We truly enjoy living a full life. I think that's beautiful. Really, really beautiful. That goes beyond beautiful. Yeah, so that's um, some of the work that what I do with my clients to come up with these dream statements and we will work on that in our, in my coaching with them. And then from there we'll start to, like I said, step-by-step plot a course. And, you know, along the way obstacles may come up or fears or um, different things. Maybe they feel uncomfortable making a change and we'll, we'll talk about that and figure out why that's happening and strategize ways to move through that. So tell us what a coaching session is like. So, um, well, I mentioned before that I work over the phone, um, and it usually is about 50 minutes, 50 minutes long. In the beginning when I'm working with someone, well, I should say that every coaching, you know, relationship is different, and I really tailor my approach to whoever I'm working with. I said before that some people like to do homework in between sessions, other people don't. Some people like visualizations or they like developing mantras or vision boards. Um, some people don't like to do any of that and our, our work is really just on the phone and then whatever we talk about that they are going to set, set their mind to, they'll, they'll work on and then we'll come back and talk about it. So each session is, is very different, but there is kind of a coaching arc, and so in the beginning it's that discovery phase, and then we are developing a mission statement or a dream statement, and then we're designing the steps to figure out how we're going to attain those goals. And then at the end of my coaching work, I'm really highlighting and amplifying what worked, like how did you make it happen? How can you take the tools and move forward in your life and use them in other situations? And sometimes people, after working on one goal, they might want to work on another. They might want to wait a month and come back, or sometimes they want to work on one and another consecutively. Um, I have clients that 
will touch base with me on a monthly base, basis or a bi-monthly basis. I'm, I really see myself as, you know, a support. Any way that I can support my clients, I will work with them to do that. So why should someone hire a coach? I, I know you've kind of you've touched on all the various um, points, but if you were to hone it down to just a few points, what would be going on in somebody's head? Uh, what questions should they be thinking about for themselves that they'd say, gee, I want to see, a, you know, it's either time to see a coach or I'd like to see a coach versus a different type of professional? That's a great question. So um, one of the questions that I think it's good to ask is, you know, is there something you want to get done in your life but haven't been able to accomplish? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. And are you ready to work toward your goals? Because coaching is very action-oriented. Another great question to ask yourself is, is your emotional health and stress affecting your well-being? Because you can um, help your health, physical health by supporting your emotional health. And, and you know when, um, you know, I, I know when I get a flare, then it's time to maybe take a step back and look at what's going on and maybe rebalance. And so if you're feeling that, that things are just out of balance, it may be a good time to, to think about working with a, a coach Another question to ask yourself is maybe do you feel that accountability, you know, having someone who's going to check in and not be the accountability police, but someone who might say, hey, we talked about doing X, Y, Z this week and it wasn't able to happen. And what do you think about that? What got in the way? Did it not resonate with you after we hung up the phone to do that? Or is there something else that you worked on? And um, some people really do well with that, um, having someone to talk things over and be, and have that accountability check. There's no question um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Another great question I think is also, are you willing to open up to new possibilities? Because, you know, we live in a really fast paced life and sometimes we're so overwhelmed and so overscheduled that it kind of limits, um, how we, how we see ourselves or what we see as possible. And so are you willing to open up to, to new possibilities? Because that is something that invariably happens in a coaching session. You may co- or in the course of a coaching relationship, you may come for one thing and um, all of a sudden something else opens up. When you start to focus on your well-being, you start to attract other possibilities. So are you ready for that? Is that something that you, you want to work on? I think those are all good ways to determine if if coaching is for you. Um, Just letting everybody out there know that if you would like to ask uh, Reggie a question, uh, 646-595-2277, 646-595-2277. Okay, I encourage you to call in with your questions. Also, I'm looking straight at the chat board, so if you're in the chat room, and you want uh, to ask a question, go ahead and type it in. I'll, I'll uh, ask uh, Reggie for you. Um, go ahead. Dr. Jess, one of, one of the other things you asked me was, um, you know, why should someone hire a coach as, you know, opposed, maybe, opposed to maybe thinking that they could do it themselves? And um, I always 
I've, I've waited this long to use the coach metaphor, so I'm going to drop it on you now, that athletes at all levels use a coach. You know, a runner knows that he needs to run, but a, working with a coach can help him develop his best workouts, you know, support and motivate him, provide accountability, and that's something that um, some people could do it for themselves, but it's hard to do um, for yourself. Coaching is empowering, and um, when you have those limiting beliefs about what's possible or you're feeling overwhelmed by life's demands, it it stalls us. It's hard to activate when you're feeling that way. And coaching, I think, really helps you to achieve more in less time. It helps you to plan a strategy, take action steps, and there's unconditional support and encouragement. And I think we could all, um, you know, benefit from being in a relationship with that. It's really an investment in in your best life. That's exactly. Uh, I, you're the expert, but I couldn't have put it better myself. Uh, quite frankly, uh, having that unconditional, non-judgmental support from somebody who has the training and the knowledge to be able to, you know, differentiate, you know, um, not only take into, con- into condition your particular, take into consideration your goals, but also knows the ins, the outs, and all the pitfalls, which is why you use a coach. And you made a good example with an athlete. You know, an athlete can certainly train on their own, okay, but if they mm-hmm. want to be an elite athlete, they want to be an Olympic athlete. Uh, they got to be working with a coach who's trained elite athlete. Oh my God, speak the English language, Jess, please. <laughs> okay, they better work with a coach who's trained elite athletes and who's trained Olympic athletes because they know what it takes, what it needs to be done to get to that level. Okay, and that goes in almost any profession: music, you know, athleticism, uh, and life itself. So, um, something I'm learning myself right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always thinking I can do it on my own, and I'm the guy who keeps yelling, you know, a doctor who treats himself who treats himself as good a fool for a patient. You know, well, what can I say? You know, <laughs> it's very, very good. We're all work in progress. Yeah, so I keep telling myself it's the only way I can get through the day without, you know, <laughs> without sitting here going, what am I doing? You know. Um, I'm glad to hear that you work internationally. Uh, I have loads of patients in um, in uh, Great Britain and all over the world. Um, and as they listen to the archive of this, um, this is something that um, that they're going to be interested in. Um, I think you covered a lot of areas. Okay, uh, is there something that is particularly your passion that you want to share with the audience? Um, I guess, you know, uh, my passion is, uh, let me rephrase this, you know, I, I'm, I have kids that are very talented musicians and, um, you know, I have a husband that's really talented and my talent, I think, is being able to see the best in someone even maybe before they see, see it and championing mm-hmm. them to, to make that flourish. And so that's what I'm really passionate about. It's um, whether it, it it be you know parenting with intention and being your best self when you parent, or making a change, um, any type of change. It's 
that's what I'm passionate about, helping people to do that. And when I say, like, living your best life, I, I really mean that because when you are fulfilled and feeling balanced and happy and content, um, that's when you are your best self and when more good things come into your life. Wonderful, wonderful. Guys, 646-595-2277, or if you're on the chat, please go ahead and ask a question. Um, so the uh, how do people get in touch with you um, to either explore whether the coaching is appropriate or to start working with you, or do you have a website that um, people can peruse and learn more about you? I do. Um, my website is thrivenowcoaching.com, and uh, anyone can go onto my website and click on the link to set up a free 30-minute consultation, and we'll use that time to talk about why they're interested in coaching, the challenges they're facing, and how I can be of help. So that's thrivenowcoaching.com. Yeah, I'm just typing it into the um, <clears throat> I was typing it into the uh, chat room so people can see it. Uh, you have a very eclectic background, okay? Which which I find to be um, I find to be very very um, beneficial, very very impressive because it, it, it takes an awful lot of um, experience. Training, yes, but experience more uh, to do the kind of work that you do. I just, I'm writing a, a PowerPoint for this upcoming uh, conference with Dr. Lynch. I'm doing the lecture on uh, the art of taking a history. And I'm mm -hmm. finding that, that the first 17 slides are explaining to people that there is no such thing as scientific certainty. You know, that the, uh, you know, and I know I'm going to get it for that statement, but, <laughs> you know, pioneers, you can always tell who the pioneers are. They have all the arrows in their backs. You know, so I've got tons of arrows in my back, so I don't really mind, you know. But the fact is that, you know, the old GP way back when knew everything. Okay, they knew you. Mm -hmm. They knew everything. They would sit down, figure it out. Even when they sent you to a specialist, specialists would barely talk to you. They'd say, I'll call your doctor. And that was appropriate because if it was good news, bad news, or whose word would you take on what should be, except the doctor who's been taking care of you since you've been a baby, who, you know, took all these courses and understood everything, mm -hmm. but was willing to work in those shades of gray, those areas where the testing doesn't really tell you everything, okay? And it takes a ton of experience and a ton of training and the willingness to work in those shades of gray in order to be a good clinician, Okay, because, you know, researchers kind of cut out every variable that they can. Okay, and then I'm supposed mm -hmm. to use that information and apply it to someone who's got innumerable variables. Okay, and that's why researchers kind of don't like me. Okay, I kind of scare them, actually. Okay, <laughs> but they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, but, but, but my research says, I don't care what your research says. You pulled out all these variables. Besides, you're working with rats, you know, and, and with very few ex exceptions, people are not rats, you know, so come on. Mm -hmm. uh, but... <laughs> You know, in and of course, in the subspecialties, you know, where you start getting into um, psychology, you start getting into physiology, and you start getting, you know, there are, there are innumerable subspecialties, but to have somebody who is eclectic and broad-based, that is how I 
picture what a coach is. Somebody who knows when, hey, you know, this is not for you. You should be doing this, you know, or, hey, this is the perfect time for you to be doing this, or this is not the perfect time because you're not really ready. You got to kind of think about this before you really want to work with a coach. Okay, that's kind of how I picture how you work. You're absolutely right. I mean, I recently had someone come to come in for coaching um, who had a psychiatrist, had a therapist, had a job coach, and then wanted to start working with me. And um, you know, I from talking about too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks spoiling the broth. And (laughs) and so what I realized is each one of us was getting a little a little bit of information. No one was getting right. all the information. So my work with him really was encouraging him and supporting him to align his psychiatrist and therapist um, so they would have the whole picture and could really best support him. It was I enjoyed talking with him, but I don't I didn't feel like I and I offered to continue to work with him, but I didn't feel like that was really best serve him because it just there like there was just too much going on. So I think that is part that's why I offer a consultation to see if it's a mm-hmm. fit, to see if it makes sense. Because um, you know, I only want to work with people that I feel like I'm going to to really serve. Um and, yeah, and maybe I agree. it will be coaching or maybe it will you know, it might be something else. And that's terrific too. That's that's great. Well that's also why I offer the fifteen minute um get acquainted session because not mm-hmm. to treat anyone but to determine and they, people can go right on my website and, and schedule that so I can determine whether I'm the best person to help them. There's actually somebody here exactly. with Exactly. Terrific. Nice person in the 804 area code. Are you there? Yes, sir. And did you have a question? Hi, Hi there. How are you all doing? Uh, doing well. What, a, what can we do for you? Oh, no, watch. I just got a question in reference to procrastination and what causes and triggers procrastination. Have you ever dealt with any type of issue with somebody that procrastinates constantly where the point it drives them up a wall? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And I think for everyone it's going to be a little different than um, I'm assuming you're talking about yourself. Um, yeah, well, in progress- yes, it's, it's in reference to myself. Yeah. So has there ever been a time for you where you you needed to get something done and you weren't procrastinating, you were able to get it done? Yeah, I can get stuff done, but there's some, like, when it comes to making, like, big life decisions, I tend to, like, I guess I'm in fear. Like, I'm scared to take the leap sometimes. Like, it's like I have real bad anxiety when it comes to that. I'm trying to strategize, like, here from somebody that, you know, specializes in this to, you know, try to figure out some ways to get over because, you know, it's ruining my life, you know. I I I understand. I empathize um, with you. I, when fear and anxiety can be very constricting, and it's hard to make a good decision um, when you're in that in that space. That's something I can definitely you know work with. And I encourage you to to go to my website and um, and click on that free consultation, and we could talk more about it. But procrastination. Um, is a common thread. We all do it to a certain extent on some level, some some more than others, and sometimes more than other times. And it's good to understand what that's about. And I'm sure there are times where you've been you've been able to make decisions and um, feel good about them without procrastinating. And I think it would be helpful 
for you to under, to think about that and understand what enabled you to do that then and then build on that. Right. Yeah, I had a situation, you know, last week where, you know, I want to move back to Florida and I went down there for a couple of days and did two job interviews and I got all nervous and drove back to Virginia in the 804 and I slipped away from an opportunity I could have had because I got, I don't know, I just started freaking out. I, I understand. So I, I think we would need to go in more depth than we could do on the on the phone right now yeah. here. But I think that, um, first of all, I really appreciate you calling in and just thinking about this because that's how you start to make a change is just by, you know, bringing something into your conscience, conscious and just deciding that you're going to work on it. But, um you know, I, I'm not sure what came up, like what what happens when you went to Florida and what it means to you to be moving to Florida and what other things are involved. But those are all um, important things to think about. Also to think about what the end goal is. Um, I'm not sure what, you know, what's in Florida. Um, it, well, what's the about. It, sound, it sounds to me that um, this is a perfect, you know, um, scenario for someone to have a um a explorative session with you to see if what you do will help them okay and you kind of can't go wrong by being able to talk to somebody for 15 30 minutes and uh, decide whether that type of therapy is for you or not uh, right. because obviously questions need to be asked that are more private uh that are would be inappropriate for uh the radio <laughs> but right. i will say sir that it, that it takes that it takes a you know a boatload of uh bravery in order to Absolutely. get on the radio and say that, you know, I need some help. So I really encourage you to um, to get to Reggie's website and, and, you know, if you feel it's appropriate, just go ahead and, uh, you know, it's no no harm, no foul. You get to chat for um, a half hour and decide whether this is the type of uh, treatment that um, that would. Yeah, I need to do particular some issues. because, like I said, it's just you know it's causing me to miss out on opportunities. It's just I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's a psychological issue I have. Like you know, cause I have, I suffer from you know mild depression and anxiety. You know, and I think like I told you earlier, I, I was one that was messaging you earlier on Facebook. I think it's just coming from a lot of my diet. You know, tr- like when I eat certain things, like okay. I can feel it. Like after 20 minutes after eating certain things, like it just triggers all these weird feelings inside. I don't it's just mm-hmm. really weird. I need to change my diet. Well like I, like I said before, it's um it, it, you can't go wrong by consulting with someone who has a, a very wide background who will know, hey, I'm the right person for you or no you should talk to XX or X. You just can't go wrong there. So go ahead and give her a call and uh and schedule something and explore explore this a little bit further. And uh, perhaps uh, you can, you know, you can, um, you know, start hitting the nail on the head and start uh, living a more, um, you know, a, a better life that you don't have to worry about such things. Okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all's time tonight. Thank you. No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So, is anybody else out there that would like to talk to Reggie? This mm-hmm. is a really good time. Okay? 646 595 2277 646-595-2277. And um, we'll see. We'll give them about another minute or two to start calling in. Usually when they start calling in, they call, they call in like a big tidal wave. Okay. Terrific. <laughs> but procrastination is 
definitely something that you can work on in in coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is that roadblock? What's getting in the way of achieving your goals? And really um, having the opportunity to, to clarify and identify those goals. Uh, sometimes you procrastinate because you don't know what you're moving towards. And when you can flesh that out, then it becomes a lot easier to take the steps um, that you need to to get there. Right. Absolutely. No question about it. And um, that's that's where those things where you think you can handle it on your own and you keep, and usually this is not something like spurious. This is something that you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. And eventually you say to yourself, you know something, guys, Uh, I'm just not doing this well by myself, you know? And uh, when you get to that point, if you have um, the bravery, like this gentleman did to say, Hey, I I may need some help. And now you have an opportunity to, check it out, you know, without having to, you know, buy a multi-thousand dollar package or something to that effect. I mean, it just doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. It absolutely doesn't get better than that. Well, it looks like everybody's quiet tonight. Um, That means that they're going to be um, uh, listening to the archives. I know my uh, patients in um, UK, it's five hours ahead, so they're, uh, they're fast asleep. So they'll be listening to this in the morning and also the people in um, Australia. Okay, we'll be listening to this in the morning, I'm very sure. Do you have any parting words for our um, for our listeners, Reggie? I guess I would say that you don't have to, to go it alone. Um, if you're feeling stuck or feeling like something is missing, that um, working with someone can really help you uh, – to move forward and uh and it really there's something about working with someone else um that creates a lot of great momentum and uh, I look forward to to working with whoever feels that they could use some coaching. Okay, one more time tell them how to get in touch with you. My website is thrivenowcoaching.com and if you go to my website, you can click on the button that says schedule a, a free 30-minute consultation, and um, we'll set that up, and we could go from there. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. And I, Thank you I so know much that we're, for having they, me. You're most welcome. I know we're going to be working together because I'm about to announce <clears throat> some uh, coaching that we're going to be using in our own office, and you're going to be one of our people that we refer to, okay, when it's appropriate. So, um, you know, everybody's going to be hearing your name again soon. <laughs> well, thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for okay. giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care now. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Everybody, that was Reggie Manning. And uh, as you can tell, she's a very well-trained, very eclectic um, psychologist uh, and somebody who's um, trained in psychology, a, um, she has, like I said, a BA in psychology, a master's in social work, and a boatload of coaching certifications. She's also had a chronic illness herself, and um, that kind of makes her um, understanding of, you know, everybody who we're treating and everybody who is in our our particular circle, okay, because our circle really consists of people who have hidden illnesses that have been up until this time either not diagnosed or not treated well, but yet still suffer. Okay, and the purpose of tonight's podcast was to introduce you to yet another 
pathway of healing. Okay, some people think that it's either psychiatry or psychotherapy, but are not aware of the life coach. Okay, and don't know how to decide whether they need a life coach and uh, what a life coach life coach is, what the difference between therapy and coaching is. We went all through that tonight, and of course, if you'd like to chat with uh, Reggie. Uh, in order to ascertain whether her services would be beneficial to you. It's um, thrivenowcoaching.com, and um, there will be a button so you can schedule a free half-hour consultation with her. Um, It's sort of like in our office, if you want to talk to me for 15 minutes uh, for free and ascertain whether I can help you or not, all you have to do is go to the website and go to where the uh, click client button, and there'll be an option for that. So, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for being here. <clears throat> Next week on the 28th, uh, I'm going to be introducing and interviewing uh, Kristen, who you already know is being my office manager, but she's also a um, functional diagnostic nutrition expert, and Jennifer Savage, who we um, interviewed last week. And we're going to be telling you about um, new things that are happening in the office. We're going to be all working together so that we can increase uh, the services for our patients and um, having myself do the diagnostics and um, and treatment planning and so forth, but have um, my certified health coaches work with you on a more regular basis. And I think we're going to get better outcomes and, um, able, and be able to handle more people. So we're going to be talking about that next week. The week after, I'm going to have Mary Cordera, who is an expert uh, in low EMF um, products and HEPA products and all those things. Now, the purpose of Mary coming on the show is not going to be to sell product, but for you to learn and be able to ask her which are the best products, you know, or what to look for in various products that is, that'll make them actually work. Like I'm constantly trying to figure out you know, what's either low EMF or is there something that can block EMF and, you know, what do I look for and so forth and so on. She does not have a line of products herself, but she's an expert in, you know, helping people discern which products are best in their cases. So we're going to be interviewing her on the 4th, okay? And, uh, of course, in um, later on in April, Dr. Jess is going to be at ShyCon 2016, which is Dr. Penn's uh, conference. Okay, in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, which is mainly for um, healthcare providers, and it's filling up like crazy. Okay, I, I think lay people can go. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'd have to look at it, but it's mainly for healthcare providers. And um, don't forget that you can go to seekinghealth.org and um, uh, you know sign up for uh, Dr. Ben's forums. Okay, and get a whole mess of different types of. Um, whole mess of different types of videos and so forth. And also there's a forum where you can ask questions. And uh, myself and um, Dr. Eric uh, Balkovich are the doctors who are answering those questions. So um, it does cost a little bit to be on Dr. Ben's forum, but it's a good thing. Plus you're getting a whole boatload of videos and information that goes along with that uh, membership. So I recommend that heartily. So once again, uh, we come to the close of a... um, Another great podcast. I really appreciate everybody being here. I look forward to uh, continuing to be part of your life. And um, we're going to defeat chronic illnesses, I promise you. We're going to defeat it. 
okay? Because uh, healing is possible, no matter what you've been told, okay? Whether you've been told you have a chronic, you have a autoimmune disease, or you have dysautonomia, or anything else, you know, the fact is you can heal. So I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Don't forget, if nobody's told you they love you today, Dr. Jess does. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally here I can feel the change in the way right now Nothing's in my way forget everyone past couple of years we've had over 125,000 listens one reason one reason only we give out good honest information and we're not selling anything all we want to do is and empower you with good information you guys have a great week I look forward to seeing you next week take care now